0: Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason, here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Not much. We are headed towards summer. Had a
1: beautiful week this week that all turned to rain and wind like Friday night. (laughs) What a shame. As soon as you're about to get off of work. Like, it was gorgeous. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like, for the first 12 hours beautiful Honestly? days warm got t-shirts on everyone's like oh man summer is here and no. then it got it started getting real windy get and your ass it's been inside. raining ever since and then it's like get inside
0: <laughs> get inside you're gonna stay there and you're gonna enjoy it yeah so uh i'm yeah, into it yeah. i'm into it not gonna lie i'm okay i'm good give me a couple of these uh rainy washout weekends and i could just sit on ass and feel good about it
1: yeah during the during the fall it's great though like you're headed into that time of year where things are going to start to slow down work's going to start to slow down like it's going to it's picked up work's probably been crazy for you but right as you get to thanksgiving that's where people start to trail off (laughs) because they're there but they're not really there so you'll have a small little sprint right you have like a week sprint after thanksgiving and then it's december and then half the people are like, "Well, it's December. I'm going to be gone." Or there's this party or that thing. And then people start to filter away. So yeah, it's, this is my favorite time of the year in the states, at least, because once Thanksgiving hits, that's when you know, like, all right, we've we've got a good eight weeks before everyone gets back in full force.
0: I guess I'm I'm releasing a game on December fourteenth. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> asteroids. I'm releasing an asteroids game. Come on, man. On asteroids. December fourteenth. Yeah
1: right before christmas. Yeah. When are you, are you hoping to get some of that holiday shopping cuz people should be, you know. Uh the... well it's
0: digital, but I don't the, the thing is like so many games have been delayed. Like there's nothing really there's not much coming out. After Halo comes out, December 9th, I think that's when it comes out. That's basically it. How what what would be your current
1: game of the year? Like how is it how is it going for games? Like I felt like 2020 had some really solid games for me personally with Ghost of Tsushima and Hades like those are yeah. the, like i i i'm struggling to finish metroid dread not because it's a bad game but because i suck at finishing games those two games i finished and i i played a ton of ghost of tsushima and last of us i beat that game it's like there was quite a few big things that came yeah, out last in, year was, into incredible. 2020. was a great this
0: year, year i next. don't know you tell me uh personally, uh personally my game of the year um Well, it's interesting because I look at the start of the year and it was all the PS5 stuff because I got my PS5 and then I played a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which came out end of last year, but I loved it. So I was cleaning up a lot of the stuff from the end of last year at the start, and then it was a lot of backlog stuff. Uh, My game of the year so far, though, would probably be either Returnal on PS5 or uh, Psychonauts 2. I thought those would probably be the top list. Wow. Oh, so, well, the Ar- the Artful escape would also be up there as well. There's some really good stuff that came up the- out this year, but I think it's more like these sleepers that really so, stood out more than anything else.
1: Yeah, so we we'll, we'll talk about this more throughout the next couple of weeks as you get towards the end of the year. But yeah, I was just I was curious whether cuz games for movies, right? So for feature films and even commercials, right? This is a busy time of year because of holiday season for commercials. Like when mm-hmm. I was working in commercial production, we were busy now. It got a little quiet around Christmas, and then it was like a mad sprint for the month before the Super Bowl, right? Like, you're, you're looking at what are the biggest advertisement times of the year, and this is one right. of them because you're making commercials for Verizon because they want to sell a bunch of Christmas deal phones, right? So lots of snow, lots of you, know, you know, spinning phones with Santa Claus hats, all that type of stuff. For film... It's normally busy September, like August, September, October, because it's all the Christmas release movies. But that stuff normally wraps around now. So, like, you see, like, all the big releases we're getting now, right? Like, even though some of them are delayed, like, this is the time of the year, normally Oscar season, right? So, you're trying to get that movie out right in time for the
0: cutoff for you to get that award, or you're releasing like Come On, Come On and Licorice Pizza. Like, (laughs) I've never seen more Oscar bait Bait, bullshit ever. Like, it's crazy.
1: Like the name, like you can just you can I can look at a cover and go that's Oscar bait. Like there's a movie with Adam Driver that I just that I saw the cover for. Is it the Gucci movie? Uh, no, it's not the Gucci movie. Let me see if I can find this quickly.
0: How there's is a Adam movie Driver th- in so many movies?
1: I, it's funny because I guess I, I mean I give him credit because he's not he he's got a very he's a very unique face a very ni- unique. Here we
0: go. You know, you're gonna talk shit. You're gonna talk shit um, about Adam Driver.
1: This this movie called Annette. It's the movie I'm talking about. Never heard of it. So it's a movie called Annette. It's the the French French Henry McHenry. A stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two year old daughter with a surprising gift. So like this is Oscar Bait. Like just look look at the look at the it's an Amazon movie. Look at the the cover of it. Look at the people in it. It's total Oscar bait. And it's it's gone to it's gone to uh, film festivals first, right? Like I think this was in Cannes. Um, like win an award for like um it was the opening film of Cannes. Um so yeah, like it's just it's Oscar bait season. <laughs> so normally things for us in feature film get quiet around now because you've already delivered your movie. You've done your crazy crunch time for your big, you know, Christmas movie. And now normally, you know, it pushes maybe into the last weeks of December, but now it's kind of looking for next year's movies. So Things either slow down or you got a movie that's due January, February, March, and you sort of get a little break, but then you come back in January and you're swamped until, you know, the first
0: month or so. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's that, game it's that wise, time of the year, though. We're starting to get a little quiet. So it's nice. Yeah. Game, game wise, there's still some like Forza just came out this week. People loving that. Um, I haven't installed on my Xbox, haven't played it yet. And because I've been playing Scarlet Nexus, I'll talk about that later. And then um, and then Halo. Those are the two big ones that are coming this year. Otherwise, there's not much else. I mean, there's a Pokemon. There's Pokemon games coming out, but they're remakes. And all the stuff that's come out, like, yeah, there's I'm looking through my list and it's probably like it's definitely 50% indie slash smaller titles. Hmm. And then it's probably about 25% backlog. Like I'm looking through the list of games that I played. Like I played through Prey, and um, like I've replayed. I, I've replayed more games this year than probably any other year before. Like think looking at games that I are my second time through Super Mario 3D World, Control, um, and uh, Yoku's Island Express. Like these are I never played through games again. It's super rare, but I did. But I it did makes sense, though, I really right? To. Like. The 2020 was more of a
1: year of just delaying what you were already pretty close to having finished, but starting new projects and getting, you know, things that are maybe halfway through took a big hit. And same thing with film, like production stopped because everyone had to figure out, okay, we're able to log in from home and talk to each other. How exactly do we kind of get, how do we get stuff done from, you know, multiple, you know, big collaboration projects? And I think we kind of figured that out maybe within the first three, four months of the pandemic. And now this has all kind of gotten back on track where I don't think a lot of, I mean, a lot of these companies that are developing games, I'm assuming that they're like the rest of the tech world, they haven't all gone back to work. Everyone's not sitting in an office. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's a few people that have gone back into work or half, but there's a, still a ton of people who are probably still working from home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right about the whole delay thing, like the amount. Of games that got pushed into like 2020 didn't suffer the most, 2021 definitely yeah. will. And and same thing with film. like, February, like yeah. February 2022 is insane, but like yeah. the amount of stuff coming out in February is crazy down. Yeah, it's everyone <laughs> catching back up, it's just everyone catching back up, but being
1: like, all right, we finished the thing that was like 90% done, and now we finally got a good footing on the thing that was like 50% done. So, you know, it's going to delay for six months and then we'll release all this stuff in 20. And I look, I think it's going to be the same thing for movies. Like I think 2022 is going to be a giant year for films because I think you're going to get all types of stuff that kind of was quietly shelved. And now as people start to get back into offices and get back on stage and be able to start getting back to normal, and I put that in quotes, that they're going to start rapidly accelerating because we've consumed more content than ever in the last 18 months, right? Everyone's been at home watching Tiger King, which I would, which I would say is not great content in the, in the general terms of, you know, well, you know, the full package of content that has meaning and there's something into it versus just kind of something to turn my brain off. But now we're looking for all of it. And I'm assuming that's not going to stop.
0: Right. Once you get back so, to normal, then it goes back to the usual churn.
1: Yeah, but I, I still think that people are still going to consume more content than ever. I mean, the fact that every time I look at a US news article, people, I think this is massively, the pandemic has massively changed people's thoughts on work life balance and what does it mean to, you know, spend most of your time at work when, hey, some people, the first time they've actually really sat down and like had a discussion with their kids and their schoolwork was during this pandemic. I think you'd be a fool to think that people are – you know, that they have the mental capacity to be totally tuned in to what their 10-year-old is doing. But now you're all sitting at home. Like I, I've got people that I worked with that goes, I had no idea how difficult some of my kids' homework was. I never really looked at it. Like I had a general idea, right? That kid, kid goes to school, kid comes home, kid, kid gets good or bad grades, and we discuss it. But like to actually every day be part of, okay, let's get you a computer, let's log you in, let's look at what you're doing – People finally had the time to do that. That's why people are quitting their jobs and people because they're no, like, well,
0: people people shouldn't be saying, I never thought how difficult my kids homework was. You should be saying, I didn't realize how dumb I was.
1: I mean that too, right? Like it's just like, hey, you know, I spend all
0: my time doing this stuff. How little or how little I remember from Yeah, that, I mean back that's probably what kid. it really like, is. Like Do huh. you really need have you really needed to know long division?
1: Well, the way that they've done math now like me and you could probably get a math sheet from a from a a fifth grader right Mm -hmm. we could probably get the answers right the way that they're teaching kids to do math is totally different now like the way that you get to the solving of a problem is all changed so the way that me and you were taught back in the 90s on how to do long division or how to you know solve for solve for x is all different well i would always get in trouble
0: In math class, because I would do most most of it in my head, and it was like showing all the work stuff. Where they're like, "You got to show your work." I was like, "No, but here's the answer." I got, I got, I got your answer. (laughs) All right, is it right or wrong? It's right. All right, then get out of my face. That's right. That's how I spoke to my teachers.
1: Yeah, but that's all. to get ahead in life.
0: That's how you flex white privilege at an early age. Yeah, but that's all
1: (laughs) definitely. That's all definitely changed. So like, yeah, like I just I think generally people are just going to people are just going to look at you know they're looking at their life and then realizing, you know, I don't make enough money to go through the the pain that I'm going through when I can now possibly find a better job because everyone is hiring. Or if you're in a job that doesn't require you to be in a service industry or be at a at a location, I the world is opened up to where I can work. For or who I could work for, where I, when I know, hey, look, I, I, you know, I've got some junior level code experience, I've worked for this company, I can start putting in applications that allows me to stay where I am until I'm in a position where I can move. Like I've got flexibility now that did not exist 18 months ago or almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. So the world's just changed. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's gonna be very interesting. I think content in general, we, we have reached the golden age of content it's super saturated. It's same like podcasts, everything, right? We're producing so much stuff. It'd yep. be interesting to see what happens with this in 2-3 years when everyone's like, "You know, how much stuff is too
0: much stuff?" <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the good things about this year is that it allows things to the this stuff that wouldn't normally get recognition to stand out in ways that it wouldn't have before. So like a game such as The Artful Escape or Genesis or Genesis Noir, like that'll stand out I'm on my list of games this year, just because they came out this year, like in a more crowded year, I might not have played those games because I might have played yeah. something of of greater note. So, you know, or going back and giving giving due to older titles like I'm looking to get on my list, like Donut County. Always wanted to play it, never did. The game lasts like two hours. You don't need more time than that. But it was a delightful experience to play yeah. during this year. So why not? Why not? Um but yeah. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Yep. Um But yeah, but um to explain,
1: like the reason why I bring some of this stuff up is because and we can talk about this. You can tell me. Do you want to talk about New Zealand's New Zealand's ongoing pandemic evolution now, or do you want to wait for our reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish? Well New
0: Zealand real, segment. <laughs> we can we can talk about that as like the news story because I don't really have much news to talk about, if any. Yep. Um, but I do, I do want to talk about this, this game I played last night, this, uh, this hockey game that I played last night, because sure. this is probably one of the more fun games I've I've played in a long time. So question for you, though. Yeah, I, I thought I understood your hockey schedule. Your hockey schedule is very confusing to me. <laughs> OK, go for it.
1: Yesterday was Friday, right? Yeah. Like, do you ever do you always play on Friday night or is that a new thing? Because no. I thought it was like middle of the week and then Saturday and Sunday
0: your days okay okay so i play on i'm a full-timer on two teams one of those teams that's the badgers that's the one i run that's saturday nights it's mostly saturday nights every so often you get a friday though we didn't get any this season it's very rare but for the most part saturday nights
1: and that's the that's the more what i'm, I'm going to say this for the for the general population that's the more casual league that you're in
0: yes that's your run yeah. that's the okay. fun league yeah. yes then On Sundays, that's the um, that's the other team that I play on full time, but that's a game that's a league where most games are on Sundays and then you have about eh, maybe 25 to 30 percent of the games are on a Wednesday night. So that's that's how that works. Week starts on a Monday, according to the league. So if you have a game on a Wednesday, you won't play on a Sunday. But as is coming this week, I'll play Sunday and Wednesday. So just how it goes. Yeah. Then. I. And then that's like probably the, that's the most competitive league I play in. Okay. Yep. In between that, I also, I'm an alternate on a Friday night team. So if they need skaters, I'll play with them. And last night was one of those nights. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. They had, they had nine guys. So I was, I was uh, one of nine. I was playing forward and it was 1130 at night. So started off the day, went to Greg's, went to Greg's bar. Got, like, I'm going to go get some dinner have a have a drink but go early so just had one drink then i had a then i had a mocktail it's very very good so more they got so, these so you had one drink and then you had sugar <laughs> yeah exactly then i and i, I gotta say man, i had the food at this place is incredible kimika the place he works at it's unbelievable it looks, they have thing, they looks have this thing they have this thing called called mushroom it's called the mushroom origami they like throw a bunch of mushrooms in a in a folded paper bag and uh <laughs> Oh, damn. New York. It, it's so good. It's like one of the it's like one of the best things ever. Like I could just eat a bag. I basically called them magic mushrooms after the game because of how how well I felt I played. So I had to kill a lot of time. And I was like feeling tired. I'm like, I am I am beat like I, I don't know about skating tonight. I was like, if I can bail, I would bail, but I'm not going to do it. It's just not in my nature to do it. So skate at 1130 at night. We got nine and first period did not go well i felt okay i was feeling good on the ice and mm-hmm. but we just we went down three nothing after the first period happens you know yeah happens exactly second period ends three three we score three oh, wow. unanswered in the second period i get i got the second goal you know humble brag there
1: now um, now we if we want to talk brooding. about specifics now if you know yeah. I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna go with bit of inside hockey
0: so sorry for those people who don't let's do it who don't who don't
1: who don't care <laughs> or don't
0: understand right hockey i would say is a say great is very... inspiration this is a great inspirational sports story okay look but, but so pay what, attention
1: what I, what I will say though is hockey is very similar to to, to football or soccer right where mm-hmm. when the momentum shifts often things come in bunches yeah right so it's not like football where it's, and it happens in football, is in American football as well, where you score a touchdown, you go on defense, you throw an interception, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh God, it's the wheels are coming off of this thing. But in hockey, normally, that first goal, so if you're down 3-0 and someone scores that first goal, how early was that first goal in that period? Was it sort of towards the end, towards the middle, toward the beginning? When was that, that first was pretty, goal scored? Pretty quick. I'd say probably within the first five minutes. So yeah. in the first five minutes, did the next goals come like. A minute after, and a minute after, was it immediate? Where all of a sudden it's like the you 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 feel that things have changed. And all no, of a sudden but it was it was definitely in a
0: row. Or was it a slow burn where it's like you're chipping away at it? It it's actually in this case it was somewhere in between because okay. it all happened in the third period. So I'd say it all happened in a span of ten minutes. But the period, keep in mind, is twenty two minutes running time. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, I'd say to your point, it, it the momentum shift was definitely there, especially yes. after the it, second goal. It, it's
1: weird because, and this is one of my this is why sports is great. I know a lot of people don't like sports, but that feeling and shifting of moment, I, I feel like that that's that's an actual feeling where you're like, okay, like this is this is gonna turn around. Like you can you can lose a game just for being like, oh, well, this thing's done. <laughs> it's like that's three goals, we're out of it, it's over, and all it takes is one goal. For for all of a sudden everyone to wake up and go, Oh yeah, that's right. We can still win this thing. We've got plenty of time. And all it and, and it changes everything. It's 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 incredible to to watch that happen. And hockey, I would say, is the best sport for watching that happen. Where someone is and talking to NHL as well, you're down three nothing and one goal comes and all of a sudden it looks like a
0: totally different team. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is like this team I played for I don't play with them full time, but I've been, I've been playing with them on and off for years now. And notoriously, every time I play with them, it's, it's always like a, a mess. Like just to be perfectly honest, I like the guys yeah. are nice. It's a good night's play, but you know, they, they play like a lot of guys, like a kind of selfish, not much of a team. Game. Sure. Yeah. We just had a good group of guys. My line was on, we finally started grooving. Like we were actually moving the puck really well. I'd say the biggest thing that changed between the first and second period was our breakouts. We're just getting a lot better. Yeah. Our, our defense is making smarter decisions. And as a result, we were, we were able to make better plays. So like the first goal was like an amazing team play. Uh, the second goal, my goal was just very much lucky goal. The goalie kind of dribbled it out after uh, he didn't, he didn't have complete control. The puck had dribbled out and I just threw it in, like just took a blind shot and it went in. So that was, that was cool. Third goal as well. Great team play. Um, yeah. It came out of that third period. We score, uh, we get a pretty quick one, I believe. And then the funniest one was the fifth goal is this dude, basically the guy who I was changing off for, he was, he was probably our weakest skater, one of our weaker skaters. And they were, and everybody on the bench was yelling out to get him to change. And I was like, no, no, let him, I was like, come on, we're going to, we're going to get into a group here. I was like, he, he's feeling it. I was like, you can't, you can't just take away a guy's <laughs> momentum. He's feeling it. Let him, let him do his thing. And he's gonna get, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll wait. I said, "No, uh, who's, who's gonna rush this guy? Let's not rush him." So he he was he didn't do anything. But then once he changed, <laughs> he changed like on a pretty bad. It was fine, you know. Like we were just starting to go back, and I just start bolting coming in on a two on one. This dude threads a needle to me perfectly, and I bury it for uh, for the fifth goal of the game. Look at um, that! Yeah, look at you. So we so we scored five unanswered goals, um, and then. And then they scored one and then we got a, there was a penalty that we took. So in the last like two minutes, there was a, there was a six on four. They pulled the goalie, of course. And like the first minute of that, I was just like giving them hell in their zone, just like chasing down everybody. But then they eventually were able to, to crash the net and, and like dribbled one in with like 30 seconds left in the game. So final score five, four fun game. Like I said, probably one of the most fun games I had just because from the moment that second period started. Everybody was just grooving, passing, making plays. We had nine. The other team probably had 17 people. You know what, though? But
1: that's – I've played enough beer league hockey now to know that the way the teams are weighted is, is very – like, like it's, it's even at the higher leagues, right? Like you got some really good guys that probably don't need to be in that division and you got some guys that are really not that really shouldn't be skating at all or shouldn't be in that division they should be in another division and when the stars align when you have less skaters and like you said the right people come together you can beat a team that that's got an infinite number of a bench because when you have a bigger bench And it's people all kind of show up at once, and you haven't spent time playing as a team. It's harder to get everyone on the same page sometimes. Some of those weaker links become very apparent when your better guys are sitting on the bench for three minutes instead of on the bench for a minute, right? Like, it's different when you have less. I've noticed that. The games I've played with six people, normally we win. And if it's the right six people... It's yes. it's unstoppable. You look at this, and you're just like, "Oh, that's like, what it's this about." It's about yeah, Who like, are those numbers? Yes, it's who are those. No- it's always that way with who who shows up and what is that? What does the makeup of your team look like? I mean, we've there's there's a game in our little league that's again four and four. They had four guys. They had no bench. It was the best four players. They beat the hell out of that other team, because like you can take shifts off. You're passing the puck, but that guy is always able to turn it on when there's a chance to score super hard to stop the guy it's one of the best one of the best skaters he's he's a better skater than me yeah and he's there the Um, whole time he's out there the whole time (laughs) yeah so versus him being on the bench for two minutes because everyone else has to get a turn so yeah it's just it's it's interesting the interesting makeup where if your team though isn't the better players it all falls apart because they're tired and you know they're just not as good skaters they don't know how to conserve their energy so yeah it's it's interesting we always talk about the game that me and you played our line mate wasn't very good, but me and you no. were out there for pretty much the entire time. I scored six goals. Like we're out there the entire time, and so then you just kind of get a groove for it because you're like, "All right, you know, I'm not necessarily going to skate back hard this time, but oh look, there's the puck. I'm going." And then you're like, "Okay, you pick your, you pick and choose your spots when you're out there all the time, and then it becomes a bit more like a
0: marathon versus
1: constant sprints to get your little minute of ice time." So
0: yeah. Now, now, side note on that on that game that we played in our line made. I'm not going to say her name, but I will say an anecdote. Now I wasn't Mm -hmm. here to see it, but she did disclose this information to me. Um, She has um, big fake boobs. And she, at one point in one of her games, and again, I wasn't there, but she told me this, she stopped play because she fell and thought that she broke one of her boobs. And this is what I mean by you. When you start playing casual hockey,
1: you get all sorts of characters that join you, which is fun yeah, and frustrating, but mostly fun. You meet some very interesting people who, who have played hockey as long as I have and as long as you have since you were kids, and people who sort of decided, you know, in my 20s, this is a sport I'm going to pick up, and some people are great, and some people are not, and it's it's a fun group of people at the end of the day, right? Like how you turn from adult league sports When you're a kid, everyone is sort of you know that's you know when you're a kid. I'm watching hockey all the time. I'm paying attention, and now you still get some of those people like, "Hey, did you watch that game?" And I'm like, "Dude, I haven't watched an NHL game fully in like seven years, dude." Like, it's I'm sure it's great. I don't know any of the players. I don't know anything about. It's not like when we were ten. I'm (laughs) like, so
0: I didn't know them then either. So (laughs) yeah, well, it's gonna be an interesting one. So tonight again, got got nine guys, different league. Last, last week we had nine, we had a great nine and we pummeled the hell out of this team, but they, um, they, their goalie just stole the game for them. So we lost on Saturday four, three against Ed. But the funny thing is like when you have this many guys, my favorite thing to say to the team with 17 people, when they lose to a team with nine or less is like, you needed more people, you should have brought more people,
1: (laughs) And that, guy's that was probably, the problem. Yeah,
0: you, should, you needed more. If you would have had twenty-one, you people, needed you, you needed your fifth and sixth lines, unfortunately, yeah. and you didn't have them. Like yep. that would have been your difference maker. I just don't understand these these captains that bring out that many people. And it was eleven well, thirty on a Friday night. Well, it's a it's a it's a financial thing that I think some people probably struggle to tell people who have paid money.
1: Hey, you know we don't need alternates or right i got some people are totally in it to try to make the cost of playing hockey for themselves as low as possible i've seen that where i'm like you're making this really complicated because you basically want to play hockey for free (laughs) yeah so let's add as many people as possible so that way instead of 300 bucks i'm throwing a number out here 600 bucks for the season it's like 200 bucks or
0: 100 bucks yeah so yeah well that's um yeah that was a story about last night, very good, feeling good. That's that's game one of three this weekend, and yeah, here's hoping I we let it ride. Yeah, okay. I really really need that win tonight. So playoffs are on the line. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So tell us about tell us about New Zealand. What's going on up there? Let's just jump over right out to this reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish.
1: Yeah. So look, I mean,
0: I, I it's
1: funny because New Zealand has it's a, it's become a very small microcosm of of what. I would say people in the U.S. had felt, let's say, nine months ago, <laughs> right? So I believe it was Monday. It was Monday or Tuesday that Alice was riding the train, right? So it's a train that we take. You can take it, you know, pretty much into the city. And normally when you when people in New Zealand, generally, especially around Wellington, people wearing masks, people are checked, signing into the, you know, doing the contact tracing, you know, people have gotten vaccinated. And on this day, she sends me a message that goes, uh, there's a lot of people without masks on, and they're all holding rolled up flags and signs. And so she gets off the stop. And then maybe about two hours later, you start seeing all these reports about people are protesting in the streets outside of the Capitol, right? So you've seen the Capitol building, I believe. You haven't been stop in Stop the steal? They're trying to stop the steal? They're trying to stop the steal. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to stop the vaccine mandates because New Zealand is going pretty hard with you're not going to be able to do anything if you're not vaccinated. You might not even be able to go on a hike if you're not vaccinated. read an article the other day that said DLC, who is the Department of Conservation, is Deciding whether or not for like trail access where you need to like sign in or like use New Zealand has like a a hut system that's pretty nice, right? Obviously, this is a big you've done some hikes and some and some camping type stuff down south. But that's I mean, you come to New Zealand to do nature stuff. If you're on vacation, you don't come here to go visit the wonderful, beautiful city of Auckland. (laughs) Like sure. But no. it's, it's you know you'd much rather go to Sydney or Melbourne no, doing or doing a haka. Any other.
0: I'm watching I'm watching these guys do a haka.
1: Yeah, so that's so again it's it's a it's an interesting collection of people, right? We're in the states, right? You were kind of getting the maga folks who are out protesting vaccine mandates and those things. They tend to all kind of look the same. We're here. It's an interesting collection of Pacific Islanders, a few white people. A lot of white people you've got there's a lot of white people but they're they're the majority here but you've got quite a fit of you got a, quite a few maori and a, and some Pacific Islanders and you've got it's an interesting collection of people <laughs> who are basically saying the government can't tell us what to do and this group again like 80 I would say probably about 80 percent I'm throwing this number out here because it's 91 percent of people in Wellington are fully vaccinated
0: Adults. so this
1: group while it looks big, is a very right. very very small part of the New Zealand population that feels strong enough to bring out a flag and bring out signs and what's talk this about freedom. Like what's which, the flag which, with which the flag? with the S? I believe that is the Maori flag, the black and red flag with the yeah. with the so what that is that's a that's a koru. So it's it's one of the ferns, it's the it's the um, I'm um, trying to think of what the word is, but it's part of one of the big ferns here, right? New Zealand's known for ferns, so silver ferns, all all of that stuff that you see on the on New Zealand flags and in, insignia and culture is you know, there's ferns everywhere. And that's part of that's one of the big parts of the fern. So yeah, so you get the New Zealand flags, which has Union Jack on there. You get the Maori flag, you get some Trump flags. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? There were Trump flags out there. It was crazy. You're watching a video of this, and this guy's running, a, a, running around a Trump 2020 Make America Great Again flag, and
0: you're like, wow. Can you hear that, by the way? No, I can't hear it now. You didn't hear the thunder outside my window? No, I did not. I did not hear the thunder. Yeah, a thunderstorm just started. It's great. Oh,
1: look at that. That's fun. Yeah. You got to yeah. travel in a thunderstorm to your game. Well, you got time. I got like six hours. I got like five hours. You got, yeah, so You got time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, anyway, we're hitting this point where there's the QAnon conspiracy, the Facebook stuff, the 5G is hitting a very interesting group of people. And I would say that in general, this like Kiwis, for the most part, were very happy being locked down and slowly just eliminating the virus. So th- what the government has done here to me is just it's an, it's an interesting case study, right? Because I would say New Zealand... For better or for worse, kind of rubbed it in the rest of the world's face of, well, we followed the rules. We don't have to do all the stuff you're doing. I I mean, we talked about on this podcast. I didn't wear a mask until this year. I didn't have to. All of 2020, the minute that that we got out of the level system, I was going to work. I was going to work every single day this year from March until August. It was back to normal. The only thing you couldn't do is leave the country. And there's plenty of people, and a lot of these people we are very happy with that, who go, I don't want any more people into this country. I don't want people from China and India, and I don't need to leave this country. I'm happy staying right where I am. Tell those people to stay out, and I'm good. So there was tons of people who were thinking, I don't need the vaccine as long as we keep doing this. And obviously, we get to August. The Delta variant hits here. We're fighting through these cases. We get down to nine cases and the government goes, I don't think we can stop this. We had nine cases on the day that they basically announced that they were going to start easing restrictions, even though there were still COVID cases in the community. And we're like, whoa, wait, wait what, what happened? Nine cases. We're almost, We're almost back to there is no virus. We all, everything opens back up. No mask. You know, people don't have to worry about getting the vaccine immediately. And now you're basically telling us, all right, guys, Sorry, can't get rid of it. Everyone's got to get vaccinated now. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, great. I can travel home. Give me the vaccine. Give me a shot. For other people, they're like, well, wait a minute. What, what, what happened? I thought we were a lemon. 11... Wait, now you're, now you're forcing me to get this vaccine? And that's when it started. So we're having like 200 cases a day, which is oh, the shit. highest.
0: Oh, that listen, that I, I can hear that. Yeah, my window was open, and it's like the rain just started coming <laughs> into my. But it was like it was not very. Oh my god! Yeah, it is like I'm being pelted right now. Just that sounds like nowhere. hail. Uh, yeah, it's hail. That's hail. Okay. That's uh, looks like hail. So it's like bouncing around. That's you know. Yeah, seems that way. Looks like that's hail coming down. Uh, my window's closed. Yep, my blinds are still blowing. Good. That's cool. Y- you're safe. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know how <laughs> the. The blinds are still blowing, even though the windows closed. So that's, that's new. Concerning. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I guess uh, we'll get through it. So it's, uh, it's supposed to be quick.
1: Yeah. So, look, I, I think to, to get back to, to make long story short, we have now reached the point in this pandemic that is very – it's what the rest of the world experienced to a very New Zealand scale. So we've got the highest number of cases we've ever had. The government is telling everyone the only way we're going to stop this is if you all get vaccinated and there's a group of people who are who are going to refuse to get vaccinated and they're willing to use lose their job so like they're having these mandates for like firefighters for example need to be vaccinated for you to keep your job they had to push back this mandate date because there were there were entire groups of firefighters in neighborhoods that weren't vaccinated so it's like, yeah, we're quit, fine. And it's like, well, wait a minute. We can't have all of you quit. We'll push the date out. And maybe we can convince you to get vaccinated. So that way your town is not left without a firefighting unit. And so they're dropping the levels down. Like we are, we are going to be walking around free with COVID and we are going to do everything that everyone else in the rest of the world has done. Where if you're not vaccinated, you're probably gonna catch this thing and probably get sick. If you are vaccinated, you might catch it, and the hope is that you'll, you won't die of it, and that's where we've reached, and it's just amazing to see since, I mean, August, September, in in 12 weeks, basically, the government has completely bailed on the plan that they spent the last 18 months kind of rubbing in the face of everybody else around the world. Well, if you all would have followed us, we would have been done with this thing, and now, yeah, there was, there was a 200 cases yesterday. Okay.
0: That's still low. And again, honestly, but again, like, for a
1: population of like 5 the, million at this point in the pandemic, I'd argue this is kind of where the world's heading. So any of you out there who don't want to get a vaccine, I don't think you have a choice because I think the whole entire world is going to go. We're going to get vaccinated and this thing is going to just become like the flu. Yeah, that's
0: exactly, exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be another thing. And treatments are also better as well. So. I don't think you guys were necessarily doing this to eradicate COVID. You're doing it to stave off the point where everybody can be vaccinated. Yes. And that's, and I think a lot and, of people and who are that there's enough treatments. So fat. that's the thing where yeah. you it's like what's happening now is not surprising at all. It was inevitable the moment you decided, all right, well, things are gonna come back to normal. And you just kind of have to live with it. It sucks, but that's that's really the way it's gonna be, and know that it's less deadly than it was and it, there's vaccinated, so you have you have the protection against it, and you should take it and use it. And if you don't, well, then, you know, that's on you, bro. Yeah, and look, Herman, I'm watching... Herman Cain Awards are in your future. <laughs> I'm watching
1: more videos and stuff for this. So, like, this crowd was, it, which, you know... Speaking of which, wait. Oh, yeah. uh, shuck it, duck it now! <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's the only sound you've
0: added to, to our soundboard there. It's the only one you get. Well, got. yeah, that's true, because there are, like, there are other um, like default ones. I've never actually used them. I never even clicked them. Let's see what this does.
1: Oh that's cool. Oh, look at that.
0: Yeah, and then there's a dramatic piano.
1: Oh wow, that's a great one.
0: Does it go on for long?
1: I have no idea. It's still it's still going though. Oh yeah. So next time we have a serious segment, just play this in the background. I guess if
0: you click it, yeah, you like figure oh, it out. Like yeah, I guess that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, look at, see, yeah. Look, look at all the production value you could add There's to this podcast. A this is the only other one. here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and again, I don't have access to any of these. You have access to the entire sound. You don't see those. You don't see those. No, those? all right, no, I don't cool. have access to the soundboard. So yeah, so look, um, look, we got to get more production in this thing. So, so in in general, though, you're right, and I. Th- but I think the problem is, is that the New Zealand the New Zealand government did a whole lot of you know again because they're trying to get people to to follow the rules to you know to do the things that they want them to do. But I, I really believe that they had people convinced here that you know that they weren't going to have to deal with this stuff, and so that's why we're getting protesters. Like yesterday, they were they were basically trying to stop traffic, so they were they were taking massive caravans. I mean, again, this is Trump stuff. This is the stuff that happened in the US around the election time where a bunch of people get on with flags and trucks and drive around the city at slower speeds trying to stop traffic for people to realize well, if you don't get rid of these mandates, then we're gonna we're gonna make life in this in the big cities hell. And so I'm very happy that I didn't I didn't travel into Wellington yesterday because I'm looking at these videos. It's raining and there's people just stopping traffic. And you're like, dude, I, I, I've, I'm trying to get somewhere. You stopping traffic makes my life harder just because you don't want to get this this vaccine mandate. So they're basically saying, I mean, there's comparisons to apartheid comparisons to Nazi Germany about this vaccine, which to me is totally out of the playbook of all these other countries. That someone is just on Facebook telling you, "Well, this is what it's like. This is this is what's happened in our country where we're not allowed to be equal anymore because we won't get this experimental vaccine." So New Zealand has reached the the point of the pandemic as everyone else has. We just got there, kind of at the end. <laughs> it was a sprint toward the last three months to get to where the rest of the world is, where there's people who aren't going to get the vaccine and who are going to compare it to Nazi Germany and yep. the rest of us. <laughs> yep.
0: So, yeah. So, uh, welcome, New Zealand. We are normal just like the rest of you. <laughs> Look, there's always bound. Look, if, if you have, like, 10%, that's a lot better than the U.S. is, like, 35%. Yeah.
1: Again, so high you vaccination should be, You rates, should be so like, lucky. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think we'll get to 90% as a country. But I, I think, like, the big city centers will get there. Um, and it's just going to be – like again, these people
0: are going to – they're going to lose out. They just are. You can't – but the thing is, like, overstepping boundaries, things like that, like, I, I – you're going to get vaccinated in order to go on a hike. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. It's, it's, that's hot, really but, it, but again, it's, it's to be
1: highly motivational to tell. I mean, they're telling these kids, yeah, like, hey, I get it. You want that You want to like, go, you want to go club and take other drugs, take this drug first,
0: and then you can the, go do what you want. But the, yeah, I understand that. But if you're going to, I get it, you know, restaurants, public spaces, things where you're affecting other people. But like outdoors, it's like, you know, if you're going to follow the science, that's the whole point. Then, Follow the science, man. Like I, I'm, these guys should get vaccinated and stop being clowns. But any anytime I see people like wearing masks and you know open space outdoors, it's just like you don't you don't really need to do that. And I don't think the government should be mandating you do that. But if you want to do it for yourself, cool, got it. You know, I got friends that do it, great. But the moment that you're like, yeah, get out there, you know, if, if, how's the government going to enforce you? getting vaccinated when you're when you're on a hike, like when you're walking well, well, out. Well, well neighbor, again, right? it's like
1: you're on a hike, but then a lot of people in New Zealand, they stay in these huts, right? Yeah. So, and the huts are free and it's all paid for with tax money and you sign in Yeah, well, you that's have to different. check
0: it. Once you Because then once you go in yeah. the hut, then it's like, yeah, you, you can hike, but you can't come in this hut.
1: But and and that's the thing. Some of these hikes are like some of these trails. Like you have to sign up for them in advance, right? Like you can't just show up to the trail and hike. Some of these big, big hikes that people travel all around the world, like like the the hike to go to Milford Sound, right? Milford Sound, one. Of, it's probably the most amazing place I've been nature wise ever. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's incredible. And if you want to hike that trail, it's like a weeks, two weeks worth of hikes, and you have to sign up beforehand because it's so the list is so long because only so many people can hike it at a time. And they're going to make you they're going to make you show that that your vaccine passport, they're going to make you show proof of proof of vaccination. And the government's got this system where, again, I can go on now and see when I had my two shots, where I had them. And with that's going to come a passport that I can put on my phone. So anytime someone asks me, hey, if you I need to see your vaccine passport, I pull it up on my phone. I show them they scan it and I go on about my business. If you don't have that, you're not going to be able to do stuff. And the government's kind of telling you, like, you're not going to be able to... It's your choice, right? Cool. You don't want to get vaccinated? No one is going to come to your house, drag you out of your bed, and put a needle in your arm. Not happening. They should. But you're not going to be able to do stuff with everybody else if you're not vaccinated. You're not going to be able to go to bars and restaurants and hikes and stuff that you're like, well, that's a little ridiculous. But the government's kind of trying to make a point that goes, you've got freedom, but the stuff that's government funded that we pay for... You need to be vaccinated for. We're we're not. You don't have to sign a vaccine passport to sit and sit at your house, or walk around your neighborhood, but you need it if you want to travel anywhere else and you're not vaccinated.
0: So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, good luck. Welcome. Welcome to yeah. uh, America. So kind of. It's great to be here with the America, <laughs> the UK, everywhere. Right. This is where the world. Once going. You, you get, need... once you hit yeah. a certain level of populace, and that populace is well below the five million people that live in New Zealand, right? Like you're probably once you get to about a thousand people in a room, I'd say once you get to a hundred people in a room, you're gonna have a couple of nuts in there.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Nuts are so everywhere. And quite frankly, the the nuts that are I I interview people in other countries that are like, I'm not getting the vaccine. And it's like, well, you we can't come here. So nice chatting to you. <laughs> like it's just it again, it's people reading stuff that yeah, people are highly, I mean, social media has done a number, and I, I do want to talk about this because I watched something yesterday that I think is worth it, that plays into this. Of, so I, I think the internet is, the, is the, the greatest invention of the last 30 years. Yeah. Okay. We're able to do this podcast because of the internet. You live
0: 8,000 miles away from me. Literally on the other side of the planet. Oh, uh, I just got an alert, alert from Google, speaking of the internet, uh, severe thunderstorm warning. Thanks, Google. Cool. That was Google gives that, me earthquake uh, in, warnings, in Google's by the way, defense, which is that was cool. that was <laughs> that was forty minutes ago. So I didn't listen. Yeah. Sorry, Google.
1: Um, again, earth, earthquake warnings. I get earthquake warnings now. That goes, hey, an earthquake's coming, and then two minutes later, it starts to shake. It's weird. Uh, that's cool. Um, that that's all okay. Google. Um, I mean, it's spooky, but it's cool.
0: Yeah. So um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> You're talking about the internet is the greatest. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's, it's the greatest invention in that I got you. Of, I got you. Man. Yeah. I got you, dog at the same time what 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 social media has done to our less educated population is 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 along the lines of criminality of how it's we've completely manipulated people we've built algorithms and we've built software to completely manipulate how people think and it's crazy <laughs> it's just it's just crazy that like that's like we were a- we've been able to spend the time to build ways of showing people things that are out of their control really like once you're in you're in and some people aren't able to disseminate okay this is all nonsense believe nothing question everything some people blindly follow what they're shown whether it's the government blindly telling them this is the way to behave or it's a guy at the other you know on the other spectrum in his basement or a woman in her basement reading conspiracy theories, or just making stuff up. And it's always been that way. I would say, like, some people would argue, you know, Scientology, some of these churches and religious organizations do the same thing, right? But we're now doing it en masse that there's a group of people around the world who all believe the same thing because of Facebook.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) Well, it's easy to convince people who have poor critical thinking skills.
1: Yeah. But again, how do you fix that? How do you fix – is it teaching – are we going to start teaching these specific li- – again, we don't teach financial life skills to kids in school the way that we should, right? No. Like, we, like that, we don't even do that. That's just pretty basic, which I think would save a ton of issues if you actually explain to kids how fi- how the financial system works. Are we going to start explaining to kids in high school, in middle school? In elementary school, how social media works and how it's built to manipulate you into seeing the same thing over and over again. So because that's the content that you want to see because it probably allows you to buy more things from companies. It's all advertisement money. Are we going to explain that to a five-year-old?
0: Are we just going to let it rise?
1: Maybe a six-year-old. Maybe. Five's a little young. (laughs) So, yeah. like. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting where we're going with this. Well, it's just going to be okay, people so, with the
0: vaccine and people without, and you just have to deal with it if you don't have one. So, so I looked up an article here. Let's see, how to talk those hesitant about the COVID nineteen. How to talk to those hesitant about the COVID nineteen vaccine. Have a conversation. Speak people's language literally. Understand the doubts. Don't get bogged down. Don't focus on science. Talk about safety. Crowdsource. Don't use blame use humor, understand mistrust, talk about religion. Okay. Get personal, be patient, offer help. They have different like bubbles about all this stuff and then focus on the future. Yeah. So there's all these things. And then, you know, you kind of apply that It's a because similar deal. That's just a microcosm of the greater question, right? Which is how do you break someone's beliefs? And that's the hardest thing to do, right? Like, what's the thing that, uh, that classic line where it's like the two things you don't talk about politics and religion. Yeah, well, why those two things? Well, because those are people's strong beliefs that are yes that are, they hold very personal, yeah, and those are the hardest things to shake. It, and if it, you I was going to com- say, it and, and then if you get caught you in a whirlwind where yeah. everything you see is is reinforcing your beliefs, then so be it. And you and I are both probably a victim of the same thing. Sure, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Again, different different levels of it. But again, the reason why you don't talk about those things as well is because they're not easily solvable, right? They're yeah. not. They're not objective, right? Yeah. Like, like they're not objective discussions. Discuss religion with someone. Do, do any of us know what's right and what's wrong? Yes. We're all putting our best faith in things together. I do.
0: What do you want to know? I'll
1: tell you the truth. <laughs> and same thing with politics. Do you know how to solve the, you know, any global financial crisis? I, I don't have all yeah. the answers. I, I yeah, have ideas. Elon Musk,
0: Elon Musk is going to solve it.
1: Yeah, I have ideas of how we can solve this, but you know, well what makes your ideas right versus you know, George Bush's ideas. Again, like yeah. that's a thing. It's all it's all things that need to be, you know, that communities solve together which are some of the hardest things to solve when it's not just, well, I'm just going to do this for myself and I'm fine. People are inherently pretty selfish about some of this stuff, and that's what causes it to, you know, that's what causes some of these issues. And the vaccine has become one of those because those have, now the vaccine has has rolled into politics. It's rolled into religion. It's rolled into all of these unsolvable things between groups of people. And that that's where we are. Like, it's not just, to us, it's a matter of public health to me it's just like well the science says this we get vaccinated for all types of stuff to other people it's a political hit job and all these other words and they've wrapped it into that and for me the most damning thing is even trump has gotten the vaccine for americans who are who yeah. tend to be very right and again it's not always cuz that's not fair there's plenty of people who are not who are not you know heavily um, you know, Republican-leaning in nature. There's people who you know are holistic health healers, and maybe a bit more ethereal in some of those cases. And it's and there's minorities, there's black people and and Hispanic people, and Native Americans who don't trust the government, regardless of whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, right? And that's what makes it interesting. It's such an interesting collection of people who, for their own reasons, don't want to get this thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh it's sad, sensitive sad affairs. Yep.
1: So yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I totally expect that the, that the New Zealand government has a strong hand. Um, I think this is a losing battle for these couple of thousand people because that's what it is, right? There's only 5 million people in New Zealand. And if, if you're hoping to get 90% people vaccinated,
0: I mean, that's, that's 4.5 million, well, here's the, question. the number is. here's the question. Because you might get to a point where they ride the storm. They ride it out because you're not going to check vaccine status forever no you might you might when you're traveling to another country you might need proof of vaccination but even then that'll probably die down like they don't check to see if you're if you're immune if you got a flu shot if you're try if you're flying to another country so you imagine like in you know probably 2 years from now let's be let's be conservative because even then i think it's high i'd say probably a year from now no let's say 2 years from now when they stop actually checking for proof of vaccination Mm-hmm. then the rest of those people can join society and just suffer the consequence. If they catch COVID and they, and they get super sick, it's like, well, should have taken the vaccine. That's on you, bro. Sorry. It's just a thing guess, that's swirling yeah. in the world, and that's, real that's how it's going to be.
1: The real interesting case is what do we do about booster shots and things? Like, does your vaccine status expire if your last booster was X amount of time ago, like when we start know, getting into might, those specifics is going to be very interesting.
0: There's going to be supply, "I'm vaccinated," but I, I don't have the booster from four months ago. But when supply is so high, again, it'll just be like the flu shot where it's like, well, you have the means to not get to not get severely sick by this thing. At the same and, time, when do you get a flu shot every year? No, and neither do I.
1: So what happens when they start saying, "Hey, you got to get the last time I took a flu shot, I got really sick."
0: Well, there's a pill now that's becoming that's under FDA review. That if you get COVID, you take the pill, and it's like eighty or ninety percent effective about reducing death and severe illness. So, you know, you get but the moment that's over the counter, yeah, you know, pharmaceuticals are going to fo- solve all our problems. Yeah, which which again, it, it's it's. It's scary because
1: pharmaceuticals do not always have our best interest in mind.
0: No, and that's why you know that's why there's conspiracy about that's easy conspiracy theory about booster shots, which is like, do they really need a booster shot? I don't know. Yeah. The, according to science, you do. According to pharmace- according to Pfizer, you might. But do we really know what the efficacy of it after a long term time is, or are they just looking to sell another uh, another shot and make a few billions of dollars yeah. more? Like, yeah, like it just it gets But at the same time, they say, yeah. get it. If it's no harm to my health and it's free, it. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It just gets
1: very muddy because it starts uh-huh. to roll into politics and religion and finances and all the things that we don't have direct answers for. So, what, hey, does Pfizer just want to get more money out of me? Or do I yeah. really need this? And then it just becomes, and then you can find somewhere on the internet, if you look, Pfizer vaccine booster. You'll find an article on there from someone who's sitting in their basement telling you why this is a giant conspiracy for Pfizer to yeah. increase shareholder value. Like it's just it's where we're headed,
0: and it's lazy so, and it's yeah. easy to write that story. Yes, That's very easy.
1: I, I could write that right now. I could totally. Yep. It's fan fiction, is what it is. Exactly. And people believe. You know. Yeah. All these people write. I mean, hell, like we've got a, we've got a whole religion based on. I mean, isn't that kind of what what um Scientology. What yeah. Scientology is, is you just
0: kind of wrote Dian- fan fiction. Dianetics over... are right. Dianetics. Yeah. And then
1: people are like, well, that's interesting. And you're like, yeah, this is totally true because, of, you know, someone wrote about it. It's it's weird. We've reached a really weird, uh, really weird spot in our in our use of the internet because now we're relying on it. We're relying on it to work. We're relying on it for 18 months to get our jobs done, to get paid.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. well, no new normal. Back to back to the yeah. way it was and some people are just gonna get sick. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Deal with it. But enough of that shit. Let's move on to a little movie thing. to the Shall fun I? stuff, because I've got quite a few things to talk about it was well, big, good, big, big media wise. Well, good, because I got a question weekend. for you. And I yeah. and if I have not done this before, I apologize. But I don't think we have. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, but mm-hmm. here we go. Who's older? Matt Damon or Paul Giamatti? We might have done this one before, but I don't remember. It's been a while. And he's also in like crypto commercials now. So that's fun. Of course he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
1: I'm going to say Matt Damon's older. And I'm going to say he's 56, 57. You're
0: wrong. Matt Damon's three years younger. Oh, but wow. Okay. The fact that he's only three years younger is crazy. Yeah, it is. I figured he would have been much older. I think we've probably yeah. done that one before. But I'm I, sure we have. I got it's it wrong. has been so long. Then there you go. See? So, yeah. Great. I'll just start recycling. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: for whatever reason, I, th- I guess, I guess Ben. He wasn't Benjamin Button. For some reason, I always think of him as being Benjamin Button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, you don't think of him as Jason Bourne. You don't think of him as uh, you know the guy from who sings "Scotty Doesn't Know" from Eurotrip. No,
1: I, I remember him in. Uh, he was in one of the Elysium or one of those. He was types in Elysium. Movies, right? Was, that was it Elysium? It. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Elysium. Um, yeah. And the he Martian. Was the, Martian. He was the Martian. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's gone to space a couple times. Yeah,
1: he's just been around for a long time. Like Goodwill Hunting was win 94? Ninety-five,
0: yeah, still in the nineties, yeah,
1: something right? like that. Right, like he's just he's been around for a long time, so you kind of just think, oh, kind of. Matt Damon's been around for a while. He's in the oceans movies, he's just been, you know, he's been. Yeah, ninety-seven,
0: around. ninety-seven. So there you go. Ball, yeah, he was also in uh, Finding Forrester at the end. He made, made an appearance there. Yeah, so he just he just seems like he'd be a little older, but yeah, he's same he started director. Young. That's why that came to mind. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. It's a great movie. Never forget. That's one of those movies that I wish it was based on a true story, but it's definitely not based on a true story. No. Whatsoever. No. No. But I wish it was. It's a,
1: it's a great movie, though. Like It's pretty good. Great in the sense of it's it's very entertaining to watch. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Really good.
0: Really good uh, character character movie. All right. Go ahead. Because right, I, I don't so really I've, have anything but some really dorky shit to talk about. Great.
1: So I've watched a lot of stuff, right? So, Here we go. Um, I'm going to start with this documentary that I watched. Save shang Ch- I know you watch Shang-Chi, so save yes. that for the end so we can... You want me to spoil. Save Shang-Chi? So I've got three movies to talk about. I've got Red Notice, I've got mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, and I've got Harder They Fall. Yeah, save Shang-Chi for the end so we can do spoilers. Okay, okay. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do, do my first, my documentary thing first. Then I'm going to do Red Notice, Harder They Fall, than Shang-Chi. Okay, okay. So I'm going to take a nap. Won't, won't spoil anything except for maybe Shang-Chi and maybe Harder They Fall. Have you seen Harder They Fall? I don't even know what that, what is that? And we talked about it, we talked about it last week. Oh, right. That's the Western.
0: Yes. No. You didn't, didn't watch it. it. You didn't well, watch it. You told it. me, Shame you told me you were going to vet it for me. You told me. You I were will vet it like... for
1: you. And it's, it's, is it gory? Yes. It's no gory than any video game you've played though. Like there's, there's, there's moments that are maybe that you can turn your head away, but it's not like, it's not like crazy science fiction level of gore and blood. It's a, it's a Western movie. People get shot. I recommend watching it. So but I, I want to dive into it though. Um, like with, with, with a bit of passion versus just <laughs> being like you should watch it. So anyways, I'm, I'm gonna ready. start with this with this making of a supervillain documentary that I watched. Are you aware of Takashi Six Nine?
0: Yeah. We've talked about him on this podcast. Have we? He's got like the crazy uh yeah. He's he's got like the crazy tattoos, right?
1: Crazy—I mean, crazy tattoos—is—is is an understatement. He's got—he's got, he's got yeah, the, the number six nine tattooed on his on his face. Um, he's got it tattooed all over his body, and so there's yeah. a documentary. Rainbow hair—that's fun. Yeah, three part documentary. That's called rainbow making Chief. of a supervillain. It's called mm-hmm. making of a supervillain. The the or it's called supervillain: the making of Takashi Six Nine. I recommend you watch this if you're interested in. All the stuff we just talked about, about social media and how people and young people specifically are looking for fame and fortune and what sort of the math behind that is. And I say math as in like mentally, if you're a young person right now and you're 13, 14, and you're sitting at home and you're going, I want to become famous, what do you do? And this guy, this kid, is a, they go through it all of the process of basically, like going all in of like I'm going to become famous. And how am I going to become famous? What's the craziest thing I can do? The clothes I wear. Hey, I'm going to dye my hair all different colors. I'm going to tattoo my face. I'm going to tattoo the number 69 all over my body. And I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to I'm going to now hey, I'm going to I'm going to start becoming a rapper. Oh, look, I'm going to start hanging out with 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 Bloods gangs in in Brooklyn, New York and how this sort of devolves into what has become this kid. Because he's a kid, he's 25. And all this was happening when he was 16, 17, 18, 19, sort of at the height of him becoming this New York legend. I put that in quotes and it's all based on how do I become famous? What do I need to do? What's the craziest thing I can do in order for people to to want to watch me to watch this train wreck? It's like you can't stop looking at him. Like talk about like you like you see him on the street, and the first thing you do or anyone does is you just stare and go, "What is this?" And it's all part of this plan. Now, again, they they try to kind of paint him as like he's a genius. It's like, well, he's not a genius, right? He's kind of an idiot, but he's a genius in knowing doing these things for shock value means more people watch me and more people want to, they they want to see what am I, what is this character that I've designed and that I've built. And obviously being a documentary, it goes into like who this kid Daniel Hernandez actually is and how at the end, how he, he kind of uses all these things for his own gain, his own gain, where he exploits massive groups of people and very dangerous people all in the name of just trying to become famous. So yeah, I, I I think it's on Showtime. Showtime documentary series. If you need something to watch, if you need a three, there's three parts to it. So there's three episodes. It's called Supervillain, The Making of Takashi 6ix9ine. I highly recommend that you watch it because it was just interesting to watch. There were some parts that are very sad and there are some parts that make you just shake your head and go, I can't believe this worked or the, you know, the things that this kid is doing and how he gets into the group of peoples that he's with is is insane and i can't believe that this actually worked and it totally did so yeah I, I recommend it if you need a good documentary to watch watch that one
0: can i can I take a slight detour here you can yes uh I somehow stumbled upon jade don't know who jade is jade is uh this apparently the woman he was dating before he went to prison in 2018 and this woman is a lot <laughs>
1: Again, like er- er- everything oh, so around. you
0: Jade on Instagram has 1.7 million followers. Yeah, he's got five million followers. You know how? You and, know how? Oftentimes, yeah. people will say all natural. Yes, this is the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what we are going to
1: build a generation of young people. And I would say it's not even – it's Generation Z, but it's also creeped into young millennials as well, people between the ages of, let's say, 15 and 25, 30, maybe at the very oldest, who are just trying to become famous at any cost. What do I need to do to be famous? And they even talk about Trump during this thing, of like his admiration for Trump, of Trump's ability to control a narrative, to get his message out there to disregard sort of what the truth is because the truth doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that people are looking at me and what I say is what matters because I will have people who follow me because I'm I'm so interesting. I'm so provocative. Everything I say, everything I do, people comment on and the media falls for it or they fell for it, right? They fell for it with Trump. We talked about Trump nonstop because you couldn't stop watching, right? right. Everything was a train wreck. And with this kid, it's the same thing, whether it's the girl that he's with today or tomorrow or the next day, whether it's the color of his hair, whether it's what he's got in his teeth, whether it's the next tattoo, whether it's whatever, him doing something crazy, him doing these viral videos of girls performing sex acts on him and all this crazy stuff that he's doing. And it's all for just, how do I get people to watch me? And people are watching him and people are still watching him. And I wonder at what point, one, does the media realize their role in this of actually You know, again, Trump became who he was because of the media. The media fed into that. And at what point does what we consider the media become smarter because the media is full of these people this age who realize, ah, this is all for show. This is fake. We shouldn't give this publicity and news because this person is using the media to get their message out there that's harmful. Because it's totally going to change. Young people are going to drastically change how – all of this stuff is handled because they're going to use it to try and get rich and famous. If I want to get rich, it's not I go to school. It's I try to get as many followers as possible on TikTok or Instagram and try to and try to become famous that way. I try to do provocative stuff. I walk into a restaurant and slap somebody and put it on video. And maybe that gets me more views and followers. And the next thing you know, I'm a rapper. I'm a boxer. I'm something else, right? so it was interesting it's totally worth watching and yeah this girl is there's there's more plastic here than the ocean it's a lot of plastic a lot of plastic but you know what if she's happy who am i to judge but this again she's gonna get rich and famous hanging around this kid i mean she's tat- already that. Tat- tattooing his face on your on your on your shoulder and all this other crazy stuff she's not even aware She's not even aware because she's so caught up in it she'll look back in ten years and go, "Well, that was dumb. shouldn't have done that, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe not, yeah, maybe, so, yeah, so anyways, yeah, good documentary, watch it so movies, red notice, right Ryan Reynolds, the rock um Wonder Woman <laughs> uh it's it's not good.
0: Um, it's looks just exactly, these people playing. It looks themselves. like you know exactly yes. what you're going to get.
1: Yes, you know exactly what you're going to get. I watch this and go, oh yeah, sure, of course that's what it is. Um, if you like The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and and um, why, why am I forgetting her name? <laughs> Gal Gadot. I just said it. Yeah, sorry, Gal and, and Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Then mm-hmm. sure, watch it. I wouldn't watch it again. I tuned out about halfway through. This movie sucks. So, okay. but it's The Rock. Yeah, shows up and stuff. He's charismatic. because, you know. Some big jokes. Ryan Reynolds gets to play Deadpool in every movie he's in. It's great. <laughs> so Why not? He's having a good time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's out there. Watch it. Don't watch it. You, If you've decided to... You don't need me to tell you whether or not you're going to watch this movie. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, I probably won't. No. So you're not missing anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Next. The Harder They Fall. I, I, love, I, I love this movie so much. This this to me is my movie of the year. Wow. If there's one movie that I can watch again, if you told me I had to watch one movie for all of 2022, I would just watch this movie on loop. It's great. All of it is great. The music is great. The acting is great. It's it's totally is this it's not some Oscar-worthy western. It's just entertaining. It's just fun to watch. Um and it's got now, almost there. Yeah.
0: How do you square away the cultural appropriation of putting British people in the West?
1: So this again, like, the, and that's <laughs> and that's the but that's the thing though about a lot I, of this. See what stuff. I did there? Yes, I Come did on. see what you did because there's a yeah, lot of British people in this movie, but at the same time, the the whole the whole idea of westerns in the first place is totally appropriated from you know John Wayne. And Clint Eastwood taking cowboy culture and cowboys was what you called black, far, far, black ranchers, right? Like the, this, all of this sort of cowboy stuff that was all appropriated back in the 40s and the 50s all comes from black culture like everything else does. Like whether it's music, whether it's blues, whether it's jazz, whether it's – it all gets appropriated into white media, rap, all of it. And this is one of those things where Western culture and cowboy culture and some of this stuff, it's 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 great to see basically an all black and Hispanic cast in this movie. Um. So, yeah, and again, it's a bunch of British people, <laughs> but that's, you know, the fact that there's still, you know, there's a, some West Indian people in there as well. And, you know, it's but as far as telling the story of, you know, of this alternate World. And again, a lot of these people are real people, by the way. Like the story's made up, but a lot of the people that they're portraying are real. They're, they're real people that exist. So it's like,
0: so it's Hamilton.
1: It's, it's Hamilton in a way. It's more of if we took Hamilton and instead made him president, just because why not? Right? So there's, there's historical people that existed, but the story is all fake, right? So like Cherokee Bill is a real person, Treacherous Trudy were real people. But they're played in this fictional universe that's got a bit more of, you know, trying to be a bit more tombstone, a bit more of a classic Western. And so I, I hope we keep making more of these movies because they're just fun to watch. And why not, ha- you know, why can you not have an all black universe of Westerns and you add people into it the same way that you do for Fast and Furious, the same way that you do for any other Marvel universe? I'm down for this universe existing for just making a Western genre where you just have, it's kind of fantastical. It's a lot of imaginary. It's a lot of, well, that would never happen, but who cares because I'm just enjoying what I'm watching. So yeah, for me, this is the movie of the year. I, I've I've already watched this twice. I watched it once on my TV. I watched it once when I was working and from home. I just had it on in the background. This movie's great. I love this movie. Lakeith Stanfield is, is phenomenal in it. They're all phenomenal. Oh, he's in two great. Yeah, they're, they're all in it. Regina King is in it. Like there's there's a every name that you can possibly think of, except for Denzel, is in this movie. And if you made another one, I think you get Denzel to be in the next one. But yeah, oh, they're yeah. all it's No stranger it's, to know, Westerns.
0: Uh yeah, Denzel. no stranger.
1: that's that's my point. Like I think you're if they turn this into a Fast and the Furious S franchise, I'm totally in for it. 100% I'm in for it. Why not? Just keep giving me, you know, they killed off quite a few people, but keep giving me new stars and new people in, in making a Western universe where these towns and the ideas of these outlaws and these gangs and these groups of people and, you know, the stories of, you know, my father was killed by you and I'm coming to avenge his death, like all that stuff that, again, Western was the most popular genre in the 50s and the 60s for filmmaking. And I'm totally happy for us to just keep reinventing what this is in this fictional universe. It's great. This movie is great. I highly recommend that if you're watching anything on Netflix, that you watch this. All right. Doesn't sound like you're gonna watch it, but you know, the last time I recommended something you to watch and you didn't watch it, and then you came on here and ranted and raved about how great it was, it's Ted Lasso. Yeah, but that was different. Is it? Oh, because, you know, it's a bunch of white guys in there. Yeah, It's different, huh? It's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. See, I know you.
0: (laughs) Only watch things with white people. Of course. That's why, you know. Is there any other type of content? (laughs) Well, there's Asian people, like in Shang-Chi. Yeah. (laughs) So, Shang-Chi.
1: I'm credited in this movie, by the way. So, if you watch it, you see my name. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I guess the question is, what do you want to, because you, and I guess we're going to spoil this, so if you haven't seen it just I don't think there's unless you've got something else you got some nerdy stuff so come back in like 5 minutes i guess. Yeah. Um, it's not
0: really much to spoil.
1: No, um cuz it's a
0: Marvel movie
1: and i i really just like the fact that we kind of made a kung fu movie. That those are the best parts to me.
0: Yeah. The whole this movie yeah. I think i spoke this movie is like 90% perfect. And that last 10% is like you didn't need to do that.
1: Well, again, like I I keep saying this about these Marvel movies, like there there's some really great creative stuff, and then it turns into a Marvel movie because you have to continue the story.
0: No, but this wasn't even that. Like, uh, all
1: right, but it was though. It was because at the end, there's quite a few things in there that need to tie into other stuff, so you kind of had to come up. You kind of came up with an area for them to play in, which is this village where Shang Chi's mother, where his father, who is the real Mandarin thinks his his mother is and you kind of have this you know this big marvel
0: battle in the end it's, it was like black panther again kind of
1: where it's yeah, like hey black Panther, didn't have, say oh and yeah. by
0: the way here's a giant monster it's like the thing that no, was where but, that was but where but the to thing be fair, fell off though, the rails
1: but to me. be fair though the giant monster that's chinese legend stuff like it's i, I it, enjoyed but... that like the some of the the magical creatures and mythical things of this world is a lot of is sat in Chinese legend,
0: but here's the problem is that you already had the climax of the movie at that point, you know, that was the biggest issue. You had this like really emotional climactic battle. And for me, like that was it. So everything after that was just hollow and just, all right, we're going to throw some flashy shit at you. And then, and then this thing's going to end but meanwhile, all your emotional stakes are gone because they were everything was already taken care of. Everything they set the whole movie up to take care of to that you gave a shit about was done. It was over. And it's like, "Oh, and here's another thing." It's like, "No, no, I already had my dessert. Like I'm done. I, have, I was just about to pay the check, And then you're like, "Oh, and by the way, here's a cake." And you're like, "Well, I don't want the cake." I guess, but I felt that way with Black Panther as well. Like it was very similar.
1: Like the the story, it's 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 funny how how I found such similarities between those two stories in a way. Now, fair enough, we didn't we had we have never met Shang Chi before in this universe, so it's a little different about the gaining of power. Where Black Panther was much more of okay, we know that Black Panther exists in the universe, and now we're going through the story where he's king, he loses his power, he gets his power back. Like it turns into that story because mm-hmm. there was what two movies before that where you kind of knew who T'Challa was. Well this is the first time we've ever seen this guy. Right? So it's a right. bit of an origin story, but kind of not. It's a, it, they try to make it a bit deeper of an origin story versus being versus being like how did this guy get his powers? It's like, well he kind of already had his powers. There was just no magic. There're no rings. He's a he's a martial arts expert who was kind of hiding in plain sight in San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the end. I thought the end was fine. It's just, it just turned into a Marvel movie, which is always my complaint. And again, it's a, it's a bad complaint because that's what most people actually want to see. They want to see it turn into the Dragon Ball Z at the end of the movie, which is what it did for me. Where it's like, okay, great, he's now basically he's gonna throw these rings into the into the mouth of this guy, and then go nuts. And it's like, great, that's cool. And there's a bunch of sixteen year olds who are really happy that that happened. But for me, I'm more interested in the family dynamic and the story, yeah, exactly. and give me some action with it at the same time. Give me the, give me the, you know, give me the karate fighting in the in the middle of the city when they're on the when they're on so the um, on the
0: bamboo uh, the bus stuff, right? Or even that bus that bus action sequence is going to go down as like one of the best Marvel it sequences ever.
1: I, I would uh, I would say inside of the construction of that building for me, where they're you know you got all of the bamboo um, scaffolding. And when when he chases down the, the masked villain who I'm assuming has some Marvel name um, and has that fight where there's the big glowing billboard in the background and they're fighting, it's awesome. It's great. Like, yeah. just the cinematography of it. It's like, just give me that.
0: This guy's never directed an action movie before. And, and he did a great job. It's he, awesome, he did right? some of the best yeah. action sequences ever. It's awesome. But I look at that and I go, well, you can probably
1: go through hundreds of hours of of Chinese film and Asian film and and kind of be able to recreate that, which is the part of this, I go, well, that's really awesome. Someone has done their homework. Someone has really looked into how do you make a good Kung Fu martial arts movie? And it was that. It totally was. So yeah, I enjoyed this movie. And, and I, I personally have to stop penalizing marvel movies for becoming what they are at the end and i'm I'm trying to do better yeah it's <laughs> their own that, that, genre at this yes, point it is it's their own genre it's it's just like fast you know you're, you're an idiot for 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 criticizing a fast and the furious movie turned into whatever what it turns into at the end where i'm like well that's what it's been for the last 10 years you've got no one to blame but yourself for not expecting that and that's how i'm starting to feel about some of these marvel movies where i need to judge it on the first two-thirds of the movie
0: yeah, because I find uh, that
1: I personally rank all this stuff way higher when I judge it on the first two thirds or first three fourths of the movie. Because in the end, Marvel needs to do their thing to make it all tie into their universe to make the next movie. And I, I'm starting to I'm starting to accept that that's okay. That's not a negative thing anymore. So yeah, and I'm guessing you haven't seen Eternals yet. I've not. I've not. Okay. And I worked on that movie as well. So when yeah. I do see it, I will come
0: back and let you know. but that's the thing Uh, right like marvel's question about shang chi though yes yes ben kingsley great great part or greatest part uh redemption right he (laughs) caught a lot of heat for playing the
1: mandarin in iron man loved it loved loved iron man 3 you know yeah but he he got a lot of that was not that was not a unanimous love that was very
0: polarizing Right. This is a course correction for that character as yes.
1: well. Yes. So, you know, and Ben Kingsley, I mean, that's that's not a guy you that's not a guy you mess around with. When Ben Kingsley tells you, Hey, I need a second crack at this thing, you give him a second crack, right? It's like you give him another shot. And so yeah, they made it a little lighthearted. They they leaned into, hey, well, you know, this whole actor thing was for this and that. Like it's yeah, like he'll he'll be fine. Um Yeah. It's good. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was good. It was good. It was wow. fun to watch again great. great great movie I like Aquafina in it as well Aquafina can be a little yeah. grating but she's, she's great. awesome
0: I love her she but she
1: again, she has those moments where you're just like mm. again that's another it's another one of these people that you could argue has a bit of that Takashi 69 hey I'm just gonna start making rap songs because I need to get famous but she's great Very well
0: yeah a lot of fun all
1: right um so yeah I, I mean it's if you like Marvel stuff you've probably already seen it um but yeah I, I enjoyed it now where would I put this on the list of Marvel movies? Um I'd put it in the top fifty percent, right? I gotta watch so it. Again, I put I, it higher than like Captain Marvel. I put it higher than some of the Thor movies. I'd put it higher than Iron Man two and three. But it's not it's not better than the Captain America movies as a collective. No. It's not better than um some of the it's it's not not better than ragnarok it's not better than some of the more recent it's not better than black again it's very similar to black panther to me black panther obviously had more meaning to me personally and i'm assuming that there's people of asian descent who have more personal meaning to this right so to me it's on par with black panther just black panther i think i think had a bit more it was a lot more of a novelty than this was. I think if this would have come out before Black Panther, there's a good chance that we'd be talking about Shang-Chi the way that we talked about Black Panther.
0: Right. And cool. Got it. Yeah. And and you connected to Black Panther quite a bit because it had Andy Serkis in it who was, yes. of course, in Planet of the Apes. Yes, of course. It's all connected. It's the Andy Serkis universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I figured. Cool. Yeah, honestly, when I was watching Shang-Chi, like after the first hour of the movie i was after the first like maybe 45 minutes i'd say i was like this might be the best marvel movie ever but then i just think it lost a little bit of its luster yeah as and look uh, did you have
1: to tell the story of the Ten rings yeah like the rings are more the rings are more important to the universe than shang chi directly is Right. right, like they've they've got to start. And again, I don't know anything. I'm sure if you talk to Greg, he understands how all this stuff is going to eventually connect. But oh. like, there's something about the artifacts of these rings, and and that's more important, I think, than Shang Chi himself right now. And that will change as more of these movies come out and
0: start to connect the dots. But you know, yeah, yeah. Speaking you had of to get Greg, to the rings. yeah. So I forgot. I forgot to read his comments from last week's episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's what he says. And this is out of context, because I don't remember what the hell we were talking about, but I'm just going to read what he said. Agave plants and cacti are technically both succulents, but agave is not a cactus. I guess we were talking about agave at some point. Sure. Um, Oh, and this is him. This the seaweed Grazini are great. Oh, right. I was talking about like the seaweed breadsticks. They're actually breadsticks, though, just are infused with a lot of their respective kind of seaweeds, nori, senbei and wakme. So the flavor is super strong. And then he said, "Fuck those bird glasses, they're stupid." I mentioned uh-huh. the bird glass I drank out of in Mexico City. Uh sure. Yeah, it's not the last. that's not the first time he said that to me. Not a fan of those I, bird glasses. I will
1: say that also. My my our, our friend Mason, who we played Monster Hunter, or we no we didn't play Monster Hunter with him. We played uh no. We were the Ghost Dogs. Ghost Dogs in oh, Tsushima. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, he he wanted to clarify that they are Cheddar Bay biscuits. Is the name of the biscuits. For the uh, for the Red Lobster biscuits,
0: no one said anything to me. Put some about... put some respect on the
1: name. No one, of the no Chetape one biscuits. said.
0: Okay, no one said anything to me about the about the Red Lobster thing. Yeah, because so you're hanging around a bunch of people who don't know me. about the don't I'm know right. who don't know anything about
1: Red Lobster. You're hanging around also, these New Yorkers who got the pinkies up, mm-hmm. who are eating Luke's lobster rolls for twenty bucks a roll. They're good though. Instead of, instead of knowing what it means to live in the middle of America and go to a Red Lobster as a treat and get yourself a warm, cheddary mm. basket of Cheddar Bay biscuits, you don't know anything about that because you live in this elitist society, woke mob world of if it comes from a chain, it's, it's corporate America and it's ruining us. So, yeah, you, know, you got no one to blame but yourself for not for not knowing about the Cheddar Bay Biscuit.
0: Speaking it's of biscuits, fault. speaking of biscuits, um, was speaking to my developers in Lithuania, and they informed me that a uh, KFC opened, the first KFC opened in Lithuania uh, last week. Wow. All right. And I had a moment where I was like, well, this is great news because <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. The colonel the brings the secret recipe, delicious chicken. You guys are going to have a good time. But... Then fear settled in, and it was the fear of the British, you know, the deep American rooted fear of the British. You know, they're, they're always they're always looking to come back. But the the greater fear is that the same thing that is the case in New Zealand is the case there in that there are no biscuits on the menu.
1: Yeah, in they've got KFC tort- in Lithuania, I'm, I'm which at the is little
0: <laughs> crazy i'm on crazy the
1: li- i'm on the lithuanian menu for their website and so far it looks the same right there's a hot wing bucket and crispy originals and strips and zinger burgers and
0: all this stuff again not burgers though that's just a fried chicken sandwich okay fine what i don't want to argue about this with you true, um, you know i'm right f- whatever
1: um they also have a curito indoctrinated um, there's a currito, so Q U R R I T O original, which looks like a chicken quesadilla. I'm gonna send you their yeah. site here. So I'm looking at it right those. now. A Are curito? you currito? Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a quesadilla. They also have a cheeseburger. <laughs> right above that, right. So there's a chicken burger. But and then it's there's not, a cheeseburger. Again, this goes into my <laughs> point.
0: Not a burger. Now you're, you're just so making... wrong.
1: Every single one of these sandwiches has burger at the end of it, which makes me very happy. Um, <laughs> God damn it! I'm upset. Yeah. So you're just wrong. Um, so I'm yeah, like, look at this, They're wrong. Okay, you you can keep saying everyone else is wrong. There's people with the vaccine without the vaccine saying that same thing you're saying. Um, they also sell salted caramel lattes. Um, Sounds pretty good and you, you got gotta pay shakes, for too. you gotta pay for ketchup 0. 0.4 euros right
0: that, that's a euro it's, sign yeah it seems that way yep that's right they use euros
1: yeah so look otherwise other than having a random quesadilla in the middle of their offerings looks kind of
0: like every other kfc yeah with i a just lot of burgers. don't understand why they don't why doesn't kfc have biscuits in other countries Because biscuits in other countries are scones, (laughs) so it's just
1: different. It's a different thing. But you could stand
0: out as something unique and different. Be like, here's some light, fluffy, flaky, delicious bread maybe I should start a biscuit company and just really specifically should. go through like chicken and biscuits and because just, then you could also yeah. have the fried chicken on a biscuit sandwich. Like
1: Yeah, like the it's great. Uh, like uh what is it? Um Chick a right? Like if you started a Chick fil A yeah. in New Zealand, if you started a Chick fil I think you'd make a million bucks. You'd you'd beat KFC yeah. out of the water because everyone loves chicken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And everyone loves biscuits when they when they first try a biscuit. Everyone, no one, I don't know anyone who goes, man, I hate biscuits, right? Yeah. no one hates a biscuit. Everyone no one loves hates a, a biscuit. biscuit. You're right. So you put those two things together. It's it's a
0: un, it's an undefeated combination. <laughs> you know what we never looked up like because we never actually did eat at a KFC in Japan. KFC Japan menu. Do they have? Do they have biscuits there? Let's see what they do. Let's see what they just, do. Right. I
1: just remember KFC Japan, it was the or maybe it was Burger King, the Whoa. black bun. The black this bun is... did it for me. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> <KFC> <laughs> Are you looking Japan. at their menu? Oh my god. I am. There's, there's a lot going on here. There is a lot. Um okay, I want them to translate finger. to it for me for English first. Okay, let's go to the menu. Oh, you get like a little wow. So chicken cream pot pie.
0: This with, sweet potato with pie is like yeah, they have wow. biscuits, though. They got biscuits. They got biscuits, everybody. It's okay. Yeah. Everything is safe. Everything's fine. There's something. You know why? Because there's enough There's enough black
1: people in Okinawa <laughs> to make sure that we get a couple of biscuits in here. Yeah, the sweet potato pie with that purple sweet potato yeah. uh, is a little worrying. I
0: don't to know you. what to do with that. There's also something going on with the biscuit. Like, they have a yeah, maple. Yeah, there's a hole in the middle of it. They got a hole in the middle. It's like more like a donut. I'm pretty sure that it's just a donut.
1: Right, and they've got like a little dollop of honey on the side of it in this little this image. sweet
0: potato. This sweet potato pie looks gross, like because it's it looks, it looks super. It looks like a yeah, looks like a McDonald's pie dipped in pink. But what is inside of it? That's what's more great. concerning. It just it looks nasty, like it just that's, whatever is inside. They did not. There make you
1: it go, good. A- allergy information. Maybe it's got an actual sweet potato <laughs> inside of it, but then it's got the purple sweet potato no, around it.
0: The sweet potato right. is is orange, orange or purple. But that's kind of orangeish in the middle. Yeah. Is it not? This is wild. All right. Next time I go to Japan, hitting a KFC. Like it's not yeah. question. Yeah. Where
1: I think in I think in Korea there is no KFC cuz there's just fried chicken everywhere. Yeah, you That was one of the it. more shocking things about being in Korea. Was the the just the, the fact that they love fried chicken in Korea. It was everywhere. Yeah. It's um, like the
0: things that you equate Korean food with in the states is really what they're it's wrong. Eating
1: out there. No, it's right. They eat it's it is but it's 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 beer and fried chicken and then bonch it's bonch you, know. you got yeah. the korean barbecue and you got your and bap scooby bop yeah <laughs> you know it's good stuff <laughs> yeah kfc in korea is actually a little crazier their their menu is nuts they serve pizza is this a chicken pizza what is this yeah, yeah this menu go to the korea kfc kfc the kfc in korea so, looks crazy it's crazier good.
0: than the Japanese one. But does it look does it look good? Uh, Cuz you would imagine they they'd um change it to local taste, right? Yes, I would assume so. Now,
1: credit to McDonald's. McDonald's is the same everywhere, except for maybe that one local item. So McDonald's doesn't change, but here, I'm going to the menu of the Korean KFC and there's a lot going on. It looks like there's a pizza on a piece of chicken. <laughs> It looks Whoa. like there's there's the double down. They got there's, the black label double down max. Holy like crap. I don't know what this is. This, <laughs> this looks is like wild. a fish patty put on top of a chicken patty <laughs> with some type of sweet sauce and cheese put in the middle with tartar sauce on the top bun, and then a drumstick on the side. Because you know if you didn't have enough, adding an extra drumstick on the, a crispy drumstick on the side. Yeah the is... uh, the, chik- the chikaguma. <laughs> That's the chikaguma that's. <laughs> Yeah, this there's is, a lot going on in this menu here. This is right? essentially madness. the one I'm looking at. It's just there's there's a lot in these in these sandwiches or burgers. But yeah, this pizza sandwich thing is weird. It's totally right. This is cheese and pepperoni and olives and green peppers put on top of a piece of chicken. Right? I'm, I'm not wrong with that. That's what this is.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure <laughs> what's going on in this thing. It's <laughs> it's like chicken on chicken, or maybe that's like a hash brown. No, it looks like a it looks like a fish patty, right? There's a tartar sauce on top of that. Oh yeah. Okay. And then there's American cheese in between it. Like, why is that there? Yeah. So, I, and this the other thing I'm looking at is this thing,
1: which I think is what you saw. But this totally is a piece of pizza that's got ground beef, pepperoni.
0: It's the chikungga. Yeah. Uh Guma. Sorry. <laughs>
1: it's got green pepper. It's got olives, and it's got some type of what looks like mustard sauce, but this I'm assuming is nuts. it's
0: something else. It's got to be a, a matter of time <clears throat> before this comes to America, right? I mean, this is chicken pizza, KFC cheese. Oh, it's a Cheez-a. it's a chicken. It's a Chiza. It's a chicken pizza, Chiza. Oh my That's god, am- yeah, That's this perfect.
1: This thing's kind of amazing. Yeah, this has to be hitting us soon, right? Like maybe they're trying this in Korea and then seeing if it's kind of double down. Cult I did favorite, the, right? I did
0: the local, I did the localization to uh, it translate to English. Um, okay, so first of all, it's exclusive. Oh, okay, so you may. This is what it says: you may not be able to eat tomorrow. KFC season limited menu that returns every winter. He came back armed with only a delicious combination: KFC Chijaguma, which tastes better than pizza. Enjoy chi- Chijaguma, a favorite of all ages, with a variety of toppings and spicy sauces on top of a thick whole patty. Yeah, a whole chicken patty. Yeah, that's that's wild. This hit. is this, like this might meat? be the
1: craziest thing I've seen in a while from a fast food restaurant. God bless him. Yeah,
0: they have a Bugogi yeah. burger too. Yeah, you can oh, okay. get it at so baseball that is stadium a, as so, well. Okay, so now I've identified what that thing is. That is a it's a shrimp burger. It's like a fried oh, shrimp okay. patty. So so it's not a fish burger. It's a shrimp. It's not b- a f- shrimp. Yeah, burger. yeah 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 yeah. That's stupid. Like there's just a lot of dumb shit here. Like I'm not gonna lie. This is this is nuts. This is um, oh, of
1: all the of all the KFCs, I think Korea takes the cake. Right?
0: Like j- the Japanese KFC is fairly tame. Because they do have their their normal like they actually have the like the Korean style fried chicken by the looks of. Yeah, Yeah, but they also don't have. Yeah, the Japanese one looks to be the closest to America. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do have no, biscuits. They got biscuits here. Never mind. Everything's okay. <laughs> they got biscuits in good. Korea too. See, but see, that's but they a, do yeah give in you... Korea. That's what I'm saying. But they don't have them. that's but, what I'm saying. They it's do the give British. you the Korean
1: fried chicken, though. Like looking at the Korean fried chicken. That's what I'm saying. KFC. Yeah. That but, that looks kind of delicious. I, I would I would go ahead and take a bite into into
0: one of these buckets. The, but why? Uh, yeah. Why is it that only British influenced KFCs? don't have, like British territories are excluded from the biscuits. It can't be a language s- thing. They could call it something else. It's the scone. The they call it something else. Call it the, scone call it the is American direct, delicious bread that'll change your life. Call it that. How's that? The I've, scone
1: is in direct competition with <clears throat> the biscuit. You know when we put the tea into the harbor? What yeah. followed it was, was, we, was a We bucket, were both was there. A, was a basket. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm sure I was there in some form. Um... <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the biscuit came, the, the scone came after. And so, yeah. So to explain the difference between scones and biscuits, it's the buttermilk. That's the difference. Whatever.
0: Anyway. All right. What have I been? I've, I've been playing some games. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best detour ever. i have been playing Neo. The world ends with you on Switch. That's the sequel, of course, to The World Ends With You quite enjoying it probably one of the best looking things on the oled switch so far because it's all this like cartoon anime style also i realized for someone who doesn't watch anime i play a lot of sure these do anime play stuff. a lot of anime, anime games. i watch more anime than yeah. you do yeah i don't watch and, any anime yeah which is um, weird
1: someone asked you what don't his last watch anime tv saw. though of all things you're not That's a TV true. watcher so yeah yeah you yeah. got to get
0: into anime there's, there's the last there's anime i saw was episodes. uh was weathering with you that movie that was, oh, yeah, that was probably that like the last anime I've seen. But anyway. It's a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Kind of fucked up ending, but still good. Um, yeah, Neo, The World is too To You, fun game. Um, way better to play on Switch than the original version, which was a port of a mobile game, which controls were very complicated, but oh well. That world is just awesome. Their character building is great. It's it's just very unique. There's nothing else like it, and I'm having a good time. Cool. And on but oh, and the premise of that game is like you're you're basically a playing as these kids in Shibuya running around um playing in this game for the Reapers, like you're apparently dead. And it's just all about like the style of Shibuya and like the music is awesome. The soundtrack is great, like it's really, really cool. Um, and you basically live out you're playing this game on a day by day basis to try to survive the Reapers game and with a chance to return back to the real world.
1: And Something about about Asian cultures
0: playing games for like life or death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a thing. And then the other game I started playing was Scarlet Nexus, which I'm playing on Xbox, and that game's dope. So that's an original action RPG from Namco or Bandai Namco, I guess, and it's wild. So it's kind of like a have you ever played any of the Tales games? No. Like I know Tales they of Asperia, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, I, it when it first was coming out, it looked kind of like an offshoot of that. And it's not really at all. It's a lot more linear. Um, but it's this really cool cyberpunk. I think they want to call it brain punk style. The game looks absolutely incredible. Like visually, it's amazing. And the combat's really, really cool. And then it's just going into like anime trope city. But still, really enjoying the game. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's fun as hell, and it's cool that it's got the. It just shows how strong like Xbox is a platform. I it's like the Xbox platform is so strong across. Ser- playing on Series X and PC and cloud and all these other things like this is one of these games that I could play on any one of those platforms. My save will carry across, and. It plays the same exact way. It's seamless and it's incredible. So just a cool showcase of that. The game is great and visually is great. Music is cool and story TBD. (coughs) Well, right there. Yeah. Again, some uh, (coughs) phlegm building up in my uh, throat there. Yeah. Very sexy. Yep. Um, So yeah, recommend it. From what I understand, it gets a little (laughs) long in the tooth. I'm Maybe like four hours in. So far, so TBD, but it's on Game Pass. So if you got that, check it out. I think it's worth uh, worth a play. Granted, Forza just came out. Halo coming out. So my real only real goal is to try to finish this game before Halo comes out in the next three weeks, four weeks. <coughs> that's um, and yeah, that's about it. Nothing else. Uh, nothing else Just been very busy. So cool. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else to talk about, and it seems like <laughs> And it my, sounds like you're dying. Throat... So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, my You'll throat's be, running going away. we to close this out. Yeah, <laughs> close you... it out.
1: Close it out. End it out. <laughs> All right. Fun National Podcast. Uh, I don't know if we have any reviews, but not going to check because I never check. Nope. Um, yeah. You can find us on iTunes. Are we on Spotify? I think we're on Spotify. Yep. We're on everything. And if you're listening to us, you've already found us, but let other people know if you're enjoying the podcast. That's right. Uh, Yeah. So that's how we normally close this out, I think. And uh, yeah, podcast is over. (laughs)